If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, Two, It's Friday. Welcome in. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Hope you're well on this Friday. You are. Come on. You're feeling good, man. This is it. Weekend begins. Next week starts, and it's football go time. Woohoo! I don't know why I didn't see that, but I saw where somebody tweeted at me Jimbo Fisher's quote, Unfortunately, our thing went public about his uh, fight with uh, Saban, and you're like, you called a press conference. My man. <laughs> uh, the good news, and nobody covers this the way they do the, the best part of the story. This is the postscript. But now everybody gets to see just how loony the man can be when he says there was never anything personal between me and Nick. And, dude, you called him gutless, despicable. You, you said some people you, think they're God. You called him a coward. Yes. You called him a narcissist, a coward, gutless, a despicable person. That's it's, personal, man. No, 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 but that's not personal, Tom. But unfortunately, our stuff... Uh, it's like brothers. You know, nobody yeah. fights like brothers do. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. We're done. That was what you said. We're done. Until I get to the spring meetings and then the fall meetings, and we don't have a problem. Well, I get that's there. spooky. And, well, uh, you... Again. Like, imagine working for that, and that's your boss. 
Yeah, I dealt with uh, not working, but dealing with it on a weekly basis for a long time. So I just got reamed. So that means that everything's fine tomorrow? The oddity is that in his world, it does. A guy, I, I'm, all I'll say about this is after being MF'd by him more than once, the next time I talk to him as if it never happened. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Good to talk to you, buddy. What in the world? Uh, hey, coach. I, I I thought we would get started here a little bit early if you want to. What? Yeah, yeah, why not? What is going on? Speaking of You me, may have mentioned that you'd like to harm me the last time we spoke. We had a, uh, a a temporary GM like that back in the day who would get really mad about something and he'd say, I think that's effing ridiculous. And then he'd just start laughing. <laughs> so what's next on the list? Yeah, and you're like, But the way he said effing ridiculous was personal. You say, whoa. It's okay. Kind of, and he just started laughing. Kind of strange. What are we this doing is here? maniacal. So there's a headline that reads, ACC will be quarterback central this year. ACC loaded with talent at quarterback. That's correct. Will that, and none of those guys um, that are talking that up are referring to Jordan Travis. And I get that. It'd be Devin Leary, Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, it would probably be Sam Hartman. It would be the Armstrong kid at Virginia. Quite frankly, I think most people would say that DJ's potential is much greater than that of many of these other guys. Awkward moment there where Dabo was asked about his confidence or lack thereof and DJ on the video podium. That was interesting. But he talked about how much better he was later in the year and that despite all the problems, they won 10 games again and they won seven right. straight and everything else. Oh, he, he pivoted, but there was, I mean, there was a palpable, like, mm. <laughs> maybe Dabo does believe it. But the problem, he, here's the thing, he's got, I mean, he's got guys behind him. They, they got a five-star behind him. That, that's the problem is that for the rest of us. If he doesn't play well early this year, they'll just pinch his ass. Well, he said something akin to, you know, when uh, when Deshaun failed or or uh, Trevor failed, we were so good around him that you would never know. Now, when he failed, and then he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Malik Cunningham would be ahead of Jordan? For now. NFL-wise, Jerkovic is ahead of him, uh, NFL-wise, in terms of the, how they project at the next level. There's nothing ahead of... Phil on the field, though. Four of their offensive linemen are not returning, and then their fifth one, the one that was going to come back and start. Well, that's the guy that got hurt. Yeah. Out for the season. Yeah. No, they. they that's, um, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Comprehensive overhaul up front is not the way you want to go into a season. You came back. Why? Comprehensive overhaul. But they do get Zay Flowers, who's really good. So he's got his target. He's got that guy. It, it, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I, he is certainly hampered by the problem up front. Their defense rounded into form last year at BC. Why do I bring any of this up? Well, Jeff Halfley's a good coach, and I worry that that, that could be a problem long-term if he stays there. Um, but I really ought not worry about BC. If we're where we, we're supposed to be, it doesn't really matter. He could be the best coach in football. It wouldn't matter. That's correct. However, bar none, the best press conference the entire time was his 15 minutes. Halfley was phenomenal. He is phenomenal. He's a very good coach. He doesn't care for college is, is what I'm gathering because he said something. Well, he said point blank, very literally. He said, I, you know, I want to come to Boston College because I don't want to have to cheat where I go and work. 
I would like to be able to, to grow kids, make them better, and do that. So I don't want to cheat. That's a hell of a statement that might get you burned if you're trying to climb the ranks in Power 5 and get a headman job at, at a big university. You wouldn't want to have to walk back those comments. To me, that speaks and reeks of a man who wants to be elevated into the NFL game. He wants to use Boston College as a stepping stone to the NFL. Jeff Halfley, in his career, has worked for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Cleveland Browns, the San Francisco 49ers. You're damn right he wants to be in the NFL. Yep. That's where he's been. Yep. He's largely been in the National Football League. He wants a head coaching job there, and that's it. Well, I, you know, the problem he has is he's a defensive guy, so you're going to have to first probably go and be a defensive coordinator in the NFL before you're a head Still, coach. Still, that's the fast track. That's Yeah, this is a – he's not trying to get back to Ohio State anytime soon. Right, where he was the co-DC uh, and defensive backs coach. Listen, he immediately went 6-5 six and five and 6-6, six and six, and uh, we'll see We'll see what he does. He's 12-11 and 11 in, his, in his two seasons. Um, some would say that's rather remarkable. He had a quarterback who would have steered them to a better record had he not gotten, had the, you know, he not gotten hurt. So uh, we'll see. I, when, when I'm finding wins, this is why it pertains to Florida State. BC's on the schedule. When, when we look at the wins on this schedule, like the games that you would say are pretty automatic, I'm counting Boston College in that one. Are you not? I mean, not everybody agrees with me on that. Because of the offensive line situation, I think so. It mitigates their advantage at quarterback and receiver significantly. So, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think I'm looking at that as without question an automatic win. Um, now. You know, I, I have plenty of people who would argue with me on that, but if we lose that game here, what kind of year are we having? Of course, and and you would like to think that you're two and one going into that game, which would be the real home opener. Like Duquesne's the preseason home game. The real home opener is against Boston College, and if you're two and one or better for that game, that will be a well attended Florida State Boston College football game. What would that look like? A well attended home game? Well, we saw it against Miami at the end of the year last year. Uh, Florida State, by the way, I'm getting I'm pulling up some numbers here while we're talking. And I, I looked at, yeah, okay, that's what it was. I was just double-checking the schedule and looking at the projections here. You, you know, I went through and gave you all the numbers as to why I had them winning more than four games in conference. I have them at five and three in conference. So uh, if, you, if you get to five wins yeah, in you're conference, gonna you're going to get to seven overall. Yeah. Uh, so this would be one of those wins without question. And I, if they lose this game, well, then that's an unexpected win in my mind, and you're pretty well screwed. You're going to have some real issues. Yeah, it's Duquesne, and this is more chronological than it is in order, but Duquesne, Boston College, Wake is not a surefire, but you like your chances in that game. Georgia Tech, yes. Syracuse, So let's yes. just do this. Let's pick the four games that Florida State is a double-digit favorite. Duquesne? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I think Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I think Boston College. Now, you want you probably can argue with me. On I that. go Louisiana first. Yeah, you're right. And then from there, it is circumstance about Boston College or Syracuse. It's, it's one, one of, of those, those two. two. One yeah. of those two. Mm-hmm. Agree. Could end up being five games that they're double digit favorite, but but we know they'll probably be. And this is the likelihood is uh, four games in which they're double-digit favorites. And then from there, you have a lot of those, uh, I guess, neutral or less than 
a touchdown. Yeah, one spreads. score. Yeah. Uh, well, and even one and, way or the other. Yeah, and even one score seems excessive to say. I think they have a lot of three or four point spreads. One way or the other. Wake could be one of those. Wake would be a less than touchdown spread to either side. LSU's knocking on the door, depending upon it's what down happens. To three. In, yeah, it's down what, to three. what happens in camp? I think you know camp injuries would probably influence. Sharps that line, the ball bet Florida State. It was seven, and it's the three. Yeah. When are you talking about? You know, is it Monday of game week? Is that would be your line of delineation on when the line is most accurate? Yeah, yeah. Week of the game. So LSU's in play. Louisville's in play. Wake is in play. Uh, NC State is Flo- not. Clemson's not. Florida here is in play. Could be. Yeah. I think so. Um, Syracuse, well, no, Syracuse, Syracuse is, the, that's, that's the big favorite. Well, on the road, right? It is on the road. You go at Miami, at Syracuse in consecutive weeks. Yeah. Golly, it's, I, we've been so average and so, well, we've been so bad that any time, yeah, here I am trying to sugarcoat it. We've been bad. So because we've been bad, it just it's almost weird to utter, I got Florida State by more than seven over Syracuse on the road. Do you? I think so. I agree. Syracuse Old Dino is, has that look this oh year. Oh no, that's one of the reasons I, I'm disappointed I didn't go. For as emboldened as he was when he was yelling at me, as if I was the problem uh, a couple years ago, I do. I would have liked to have seen. Where's that bravado, Dino? Yeah, they're rolling out Schrader again this year. So, I think, made us. Look it's like Sean a bunch Tucker. Of that's it. It's Sean Tucker. A good player. He is a good player, but stock up on Sean Tucker. If, yeah, well, you could walk up eight to the line. And take your chances. Yeah, I'd make him throw the ball. Yeah, obviously I would do that. Uh, unfortunately, their quarterback made uh, us look terrible. That was still early on in the process. <laughs> you know, with Jamie Robinson and Akeem, the way they're playing and the way they finished the season. Because even though we we tightened things up after the you know halftime of the Louisville game, I thought that secondary in, in the way that they enforced around the line of scrimmage was a hell of a lot better in November. It still took a little bit more time for the for the secondary. To look like it did, especially Amari Cooper wasn't even part of the rotation no, until Clemson. Yeah, yeah it changed things. He, he he certainly changed things. Um, what was the feeling at ACC kickoff about Pitt with Slovis at quarterback? Because I think Pitt Slovis transfers in from Southern Cal. Yeah. For those that don't know, I think um, Pitt could still be good. They they lose a a first round quarterback. That's never good. If if you don't have a first round quarterback to replace him, that's never good. So they should take a step back, but they're still uh, physical on defense. I still think they have got a decent offensive line. They've got some weapons there. They lose the quarterback and the receiver. So I you know again, I'm not trying to tell you they're going to win the ACC again. I just I wonder what the thought was there. Uh, more dysfunction than anything because Narduzzi had ripped uh, Whipple on a podcast and. <laughs> Right, so you know he's being his usual self, and uh, I remember on the ride home yesterday, Aslan read an opening line of an article, and it may have even been way before ACC kickoff, but it said, "Despite Narduzzi's game management issues, you got to say he's brought Pitt back <laughs> to a place that it hasn't been in a long time, which is fair on both counts." That is fair. It is because they won the ACC for crying out loud. Yes, they did with a quarterback who went in the first round and actually has a chance to be pretty decent. I think, I think the um, forgive the term because uh, whatever, but I think the sex appeal of Miami is in the Coastal more what people were thinking about than they were about Pitt repeating as Coastal and then going to the ACC Championship. Well, we have a thing up on Warchant.com. You can read about uh, the rivalry and what Mario Cristobal had to say about that with Florida State and where Miami's at. I think he carried himself very well. Of course he did. He's charismatic. We have to hope that 
A, we get it rolling here. Let's get some things going in the right direction. And that they sort of sputter a little bit here early because I, I worry that if they begin to win early, he's going to roll in recruiting. The concern I would – and their schedule does belie that for the most part, mm-hmm. but they do have A&M early, and that's a 9 o'clock kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Texas a yeah. That'll be an interesting game. Oddly for the Florida State fan base, we can sit back and root for Jimbo to beat the ever-living hell out of Miami. Whatever we root for Jimbo to do, he's not going to. That's so usually that, the way it works. Yeah, um, except for one year. I'd say the one thing where you could see it imploding, and I don't mean as in they have to start over, but where that team might get a little interesting in a good way for us, he looks like he's going to wind them really tight. Like he just seems so. Oh, he's yeah. He's a, he's, you know, there's nothing worse dude. that you can do to be late. There's nothing uh, worse you can do to somebody than to, to not be on time. Yeah. And there's plenty of things that you can do worse than than not be on time. But it's just if that's going to be you now, oh my God, can you imagine waking up the day of a rivalry game? You might be nervous to miss a play rather than looking to make a play. That's the one thing I just the way he carries himself. I'm thinking, man, he might just have them all rigid. Let's hope. Let's hope it's too much. It's a it's a fine line because he's trying to instill discipline. You know, he gets rid of the turnover chain, which I I love the turnover chain. I would have never got rid of it. I, I actually praised Mark Rickman and happened. He was indignant about it too. I, he was. Yeah, I, it was almost like he was appealing to something else. But I would suggest to you that I I had no problem with that. But that said, it's all part of uh, a shift in discipline is what he's trying to to get focused on. And that discipline, you're right. It I, might be out of touch. Well, the better, level with which he's trying to implement it might be out of touch. You better win. I mean, you can do anything you want if you're winning. That's the whole deal. Like, we talk about it all the time. Like, You can misread the room, but if you guys go out and win 10 games and, and kids are having fun, then they'll listen. They'll oh, it must, must be a good idea. We're winning now. Um, you know, you can, you can, again, you can also be lackluster about the level of discipline you want to impose and you can be one of the most penalized teams in the country and go if you go out and win nine ten games nobody cares here is my perfect scenario for the start of florida state season you go get your three wins to begin the season culminating with a friday victory at louisville well you're buddy, feeling so great buddy, pie in the sky woo! Then that next night, that Saturday at nine o'clock you just sit down and you hate watch the hell out of a&m and miami that'd be perfect what a way. You just kick your feet up and you say, well, maybe we somebody can all, who I don't like is going to lose. Maybe we can all do that stupid little dance thing that the A&M students do the night before their games, their big pep rally. Maybe we can go like the corner pocket and we'll all do our little stupid... Don't you have to speak s- in tongues? Maybe you just slap your thigh and do a little dancey thing. I'm and like, I'm like, I'm like, that crazy. Burn stuff. Like your it, forearm, it gets very yeah. <laughs> you brand well, you're branding. That's right. Yeah, it's brand equity. Alabama is the runaway favorite to win the SEC uh, title for a third consecutive season, according to a media poll released today. So, so Georgia goes out, wins the whole thing. Yeah, fluke. <laughs> Crimson Tide received 158 of 181 votes to win the conference. Georgia was next with 18, 18 votes. Wow. By the way. What kind of bold and or seriously biased individual, and there were three of them, votes for South Carolina to win the SEC? Because they got three votes. I I demand to know that. Which three of you voted for South Carolina to win the SEC this year? I'm going to go with Chris Lowe as one of them. I mean, that is too good. That's rich, right? Also, obviously, a coach or somebody at, I mean, Vandy got a vote. 
To finish first? Yes. <laughs> Te- Texas A&M got one vote. A&M got one vote. That That's kind of surprising. They should get more than, yes. South Carolina got more votes than Texas A&M? Right, yeah. yeah. A&M on, should be in that you know five yeah, category, yeah, I'd say, a, somewhere in there. That's why I don't vote on those things. I mean, they gave us the opportunity. Yeah, but I never do Like, anything. I know what Pitt's you know, replacement for Addison's going to do this year. There's no way I would know that in July. It's funny to see those votes, though, when they come up. I'm like, okay, well, it's logically, I understand why people would pick Bama, and you got uh, Georgia second there. I would have given them a few more votes. Anybody else in the SEC? Uh, if you're going to go on out of limb, Texas A&M could. They could. Uh, there's a lot of talent there, maybe. They'd be third, logically, maybe to take, and then after that, it's kind of a free-for-all. But there's a vote for Vandy, and there's three for South Carolina. So what are we doing? It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. I feel better now. Perfect Libations Friday action right there, my friend. If you consider it buying a new home in the current climate, you obviously know that demand is high, inventory is low, so how do you get a leg up on the rest of the buyers all making offers at the same time on the same house? Well, it can be tough. First place I would suggest that you start is with a call to my friend Shannon at Legendary Home Loans. Shannon will get you set up with a complete pre-approval underwriting That's no longer an upgrade. It's kind of standard operating procedure now. It has to be if you want to get your offer on a new home pushed to the front of the line. You'll need that TBD full underwriting approval from Legendary Home Loans. And with that, you'll shorten, even remove your financing contingency, and the sellers will know that your offer is real and you're ready to go. It can be tough out there, and things have certainly changed, but uh, you have an advantage with a proven winning team. Get pre-approval underwriting from my friend Shannon, the one and only. Legendary Home Loans. Give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. You can visit FSUHomeLoans.com. That's FSUHomeLoans.com. Back to the, I guess, questions from earlier that I did not get to, rather the ranking of the segment groups. That is kind of an interesting question. The best segment group on the team, I would argue, is um, secondary? We said Interesting. That, well, we said that if AZ turns into the I player, I think he's a really good player. That's why, said, that's why I said it. Um, I, I feel like he's going to impact the team this year, and I don't think we're even going to be waiting. I think I think he's going to impact the team this season. If, to, to what degree, I, I don't know, but I do think he's that kind of talent. If you list it the way that Tom Ortner has, and it's on the chat right now, as D line, 
then I would agree with you. I would go defensive backs first. But if you could split that up into D tackles and ends, D tackles is number one. Number one. Yeah, because Fabian Lovett and because Farmer, I think, uh, does something for him this year. Malcolm Ray continues to do something for him this year. Big Coop, you know how much I love Big Coop. Jared Jackson's going to do something for him this year. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. Um, if you're going to use the entirety of the defensive line, you throw Briggs and McClendon, obviously. We added Verse. I actually think, oddly, Leonard Warner's going to help him this year, too. So, I, I do. I, I think in small number of snaps. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think he will. Um, I think on running downs, you might want to certainly have somebody like him out there. And if you go against a team that's really run heavy, say the Syracuse game, right? For example, yeah. if you've got Briggs on one side and Warner on the other, it's not terrible. That's like he, not bad. He, he can help you. He can right. help you. The reason I said defensive backs, um, Duke Cooper's a, a, a an emerging star. Tom, he's not just a player for you. He's an emerging star. Now, Jamie Robinson is solid as you get. This is a guy why we feel so good about. Uh, safeties or the buck position, you know, that, that's who he is. I mean, he's a, a strong, smart, violent football player. He's also decisive. I, you go back and look at the tape of the second half of last season, he is really decisive, decisive, played well. Interesting, too. I think, for me, Akeem Dent's emergence is what would have me really excited about safety, just how physically he played. He gets downhill. He enforces between the seams. These are all things you think about as a receiver after watching film impacts the game without having to make a play necessarily because he just knows you're there. But yeah, if you split up the groups, that would be interesting because I, I said you split up defensive tackles and ends. If, mm. you, if the secondary is consisting of safety and corners, then safety is squarely in the mix, if not atop the list. So if we're going to just use the defensive backfield, which is where I was going, I, I like a lot of guys. I like Sam McCall, Kevin Knowles, Akeem Dent, Jamie Robinson, Amarion Cooper, uh, I like uh, Shaheem Brown. I mean, we're forgetting about Shaheem Brown. I like Shaheem Brown. Uh, Sidney Williams is a hitter in the run game. You can go on down the line. We'll see what DeMoy Tate. But they, they've got a yeah. lot of guys. Tate, Renardo yeah, Green. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Renardo may have to start until Knowles has it. But, I mean, yeah. Well, that means that they've got somebody over the middle they like. I didn't count Greedy Vance because I don't trust him at all. Not yet, but you never know. He's so damn handsy. He's going to he get so many... Uh, Pass interference calls. I, maybe not. Maybe maybe he'll have to lighten up on all. He's so grabby, man. That's one low key thing that's worth discussing, especially if we see growth at advance in camp, where you say, "Well, that could work." Yeah, think he's about the played development. A lot of foot, he's played a ton of football. Think about the development in the defensive backfield over the last year. You've got a true freshman who wasn't really available in fall camp, and Amarian who emerges as your best player, and he was able to um, assimilate the scheme. Mm-hmm. He was and he was developed to a place where he could play as a true freshman and be an impact player for you. That means that your coaching staff is doing a good job because he wasn't a five-star blue chipper that everybody wanted and you beat out Alabama and, and Georgia for. It's a good job by the coaching staff. Akeem Dent's career is flipped completely. They found a home for him. They, Thank goodness, they coached him up. It wasn't looking good because effort was a problem for a time. It was, but again, a credit to his mm-hmm. position coach and Great. obviously to the defensive coordinator who's working with the defensive backs as well. So if you continue down the line and Renardo Green bounced back, we saw him in a black jersey for the tour of duty workouts, and you thought, well, isn't that great? He cares. He cares to try hard. Doesn't mean anything. He's right. not going to play. And now he might start for you. The development of that position has been really good since about the back half of last season. Since we get into the discussion of development and guys improving and taking steps forward, think about this. Maurice Smith, let's just say we get out there next week. It's next week, baby. It's in a few days. We get out there and we see Maurice Smith and he's put on 20 pounds or 15 pounds. 
Now, you might say to yourself, how is the guy putting 15 pounds on from the time we saw him in the spring to now? Well, if you had an injury that would not allow you to work out as intensely and, and purposely as, as you purposefully as you wanted, uh, that, that's one way. If you had something to do with uh, some other sort of medical malady, right? Let's just put it that way. And, and now that's been remedied. You could see a big shift in the ability to put on weight. And I don't know what specifically, nor if I did what I say it, was ailing him in terms of his inability to put on weight. But apparently, that has been solved. So if that is solved, and there's a big man in there waiting to come out, but it just couldn't. Because if you are 280 pounds with, with this problem, imagine what you could be, obviously, if this, this situation is remedied. So let's say he's 295. Let's say he can get to that. And we already like his bend and his athleticism and his intelligence. He just wasn't strong enough. He just wasn't big enough. So now you got a guy competing at that position. Let's say Caden Lyles is ready to go. He wasn't in the spring. Well, all of a sudden, you've got a steep bit of competition at center where you had a question mark, where you were worried. Now let's go. Let's let that, let's let that group really compete, right? Thomas Schrader, are you bigger and stronger? Are you able to compete with Darius Washington? For a tackle, I'm not saying I want you to start. Because guard, yeah, but yeah. Or guard, what I said. Yeah, I said tackle. Guard, yeah, I'm not saying I want you to start, um, but I want you to be able to play in a pinch, and I want you not to be a downgrade to the point where now we have to kind of steer things away from you and hide you. I don't want to have to hide you. Can you go out there and hold your own? Maybe. That's not unrealistic to expect that maybe that's where this, this time in the offseason he's progressed and gotten a lot stronger. Um Bless Harris was very good in, uh, in in the spring. I don't know what he's going to be in the fall or in games, uh, but he looked better than I anticipated him being in the spring. Let's put it that way. Dylan Gibbons is our best offensive lineman. He looked great. He's only going to get better. I have a feeling he'll be, once again, our best. And then what's Robert Scott? I know I don't trust Lloyd Willis yet, but Robert Scott... God, he's played a lot of reps, and he's a big kid, and he's never going to be an elite tackle, but he might end up being a, a plus player for you. Putting on nearly 20 pounds since spring. How did that happen, and do you still have the agility to play left tackle and get to the places you need to get, stop a speed rush, things like that, at that much more weight? Demetri Emanuel transfers in. What is he? The kid from South Carolina. What is he? We're talking about creating competition and creating depth. Yeah, Mike was uh, using the term double digits, you know, uh, and that might be a little aspirational, but even Seems if it's so. eight or nine, like think about it this way. And maybe Maurice Smith's snapping issues were related to the back injury. Could very well be. You would think that might have an impact if you're trying to snap a football and get up and block that maybe a, you know, a bad mm, back yeah, or whatever yeah, sure. would hinder you. But let's just consider an optimist point of view and say that the center position is a battle between Lyles yeah, and Smith. Yeah, that is, yeah. The loser of that could be a guard for you. Right, so now you have a guard rotation that consists of Gibbons that's locked in, Dimitri Emanuel, Darius Washington, maybe a healthy Thomas Schrader, maybe not, but the loser of the battle at center. So even if you rule out Schrader for the beginning of the season, you now have potentially a four-man guard rotation that you don't feel crappy about. Okay, that's Man. way better. Yes, last it is. year you had one guard, so these things get better. Uh, were you surprised to hear him mention Drell Powers? No, and it made me excited because he looks like he has the raw tools to be a player at that position. But then I also tempered it this morning when I thought about it again. I'm like, well, he did rave about Jackson West. So let's not get our hopes up too high just yet. 
Well, the reason he raved about Jackson West is that from the time Jackson West arrived, he was punching people in the face and was willing to fight and show toughness. It wasn't because of the athleticism or ability to play the position, just that he didn't get here scared, and so you thought you could mold it. This, I think, is a little bit different. I think this, he feels like he's got an athletic mismatch against the people. Yes, I, I believe that to be true, but I also I'm just saying before when he knew he didn't have much at the position, if anything, at tight end, so maybe he's more than willing to overstep and overstate what he believes he has because he's done it before, specifically at tight end. That's happened before. It's not that he steers you wrong in general at most positions, but just it's happened before tight end where I said, all right, you know what? The help is coming. Here comes Jackson West, and then, no, not really. Yeah, because we are desperate at that position, and it would change your offense, especially since we all know that you lost Jordan Wilson, who was your best blocking tight end. He's gone, and it's a position within the offense that Mike has talked about being of great importance. And your other choices are Wyatt Rector, DJ Daniels, Kobe Gross, Vance Nick, well, guys that aren't here. We like uh, but yeah. Yeah, we like Courtney, though, you know, as a pass-catching yeah, sure, guy. Sure, sure. And maybe he's done work. That'll be an interesting player just to see in the summer. Was he able to round into form a little bit more because the take that we had on him in spring was that that's an interesting player as a pass catcher, not going to block anybody. Not yet. But maybe there's enough work done in the gym this summer where you could say, eh, in a pinch, you might be able to get three or four reps out of him where he might actually be able to block. Weakest segment group on the team? Yeah. By far? I think so. That a receiver. Or kicker. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think tight end. Yeah. I think so, too. I'd like that not to be the case someday. Well, they rectified O-line, and it felt like it was never going to happen. I think it's fair to say that they've done everything they possibly can, and you have short-term and long-term solutions. You would have thought, and, and maybe they, they thought they had with Wilson, unfortunately. You know, he turned out to be a really good player. Really late in the year, he caught the ball a little bit. But I, He was I, a good player yeah, at, he turned out after to be good, game seven. Yeah, really late in the year. But uh, you, with all the transfer portal success that they've had, and that being a position that is vital within the offense, proclaimed by Mike when he got the job, and we look at the Memphis teams, I, I'm just surprised they haven't found a guy. They just haven't found a guy that you're like. Pump up Burrell. Come on. That's the guy. Let's go. Well, that's a possibility. It's Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV, Live Asia's Friday. We're going to head into the weekend and know that uh, when we get back on Monday, it's uh, here we go time. Tuesday is the luncheon, mentioned it already. Practice schedule released, we know that. Preseason awards lists are coming out. Practice schedule released, but that's true not only here, but throughout the country, so... You consider that, then you throw in the NFL practices getting underway, and and we have real football games to circle on the calendar. And man, uh, a couple of you asked recently during the course of the week, and we made only one reference to this, so I understand why there might be some confusion. When is the Jeff Cameron Show slash War Chant appreciation uh, listener appreciation party? We're gonna have to do it a little different this year. Wanted to get that out there to you, just the way the schedule falls with us being a week zero game and. 
uh, then the then the LSU game up there in New Orleans. It's just kind of an oddity with the way the schedule works. So we're we're going to do it in season, not preseason. That is not ideal, but that's the way the schedule works. So that's what we're going to do, and we'll have further announcements announcements later on regarding that. Should yeah, be fun though. A couple of dates circled, and uh, hint hint, it'll be a Friday before a home game. We're just picking which one works best for everybody's schedules involved, but we're looking forward to it. And uh, frankly. This is usually a, a time when I panic because we're about a month out from the event followed by season and you're trying to get you know three or four things up and running. This is, I like this. This will space it out a little bit. Today is the 22nd. That is correct. First college football game is the 27th of August. So do we want to do the days, weeks, or wake-ups? You know, how do you want to do it? You know what? We love to do that. Well, it's days you're plus a, a wake-up. You're a month away. Yeah. Days plus a wake-up feels good. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to, to I I I start pulling these things up like oh well so we have a Nevada New Mexico State game, an Austin P Western Kentucky, but also on that same day a Big Ten game Nebraska and Northwestern. Don't be fooling around and losing Scott Frost game one against the uh, Northwestern. That I I'm going to be doing some work with the Nebraska site this year. That that could be a that could prove to be a toughie. You could introduce two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you, to the folks in Nebraska. That game is in Ireland, by the way. Did you know that? No. It's in Ireland. Northwestern Nebraska and Ireland? Mm-hmm. Okay. Preseason for Nebraska football kicks into gear Tuesday, July 26th. The Huskers' appearance at Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis from 8 a.m. to 12.45, according to Coach Scott Frost. That's what they said. So there you have it. There it is. So if uh, now this isn't Nebraska radio, just thought you should know. That's when they're getting started on Tuesday for their big trip over to uh, Ireland against Northwestern. Would you want us to schedule a game in Ireland? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yes. Who would you want to play? I don't care. Duquesne. I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Let's go. Ireland. Ireland's the awesome. Ireland football team. I have been to Ireland. It is an awesome place. Dublin College. I was there for 10, 11 days. It, they were wonderful days. <laughs> they were wonderful days. Great time. That's where I honeymooned. So I feel like playing Stanford somehow would just be cooler. You grab Stanford, Florida State and Stanford. I play anybody. Ireland. Just I, play it in Ireland. Let's go. Let's get it done. Good times. Let's go. Well, let's. If we're being honest, and you just want to see places, go places that are fun, whatever. You play. Uh, uh, Florida State's taking on uh, North Carolina in Spain. Okay. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Barcelona. Let's go. Good times. I'm in. Should be fun. Of the August 27th slate, which is now close enough in proximity that you can get giddy about watching football on your TV or your tablet or your, your computer, or however it is you take in football games. I have to say that, oddly, there's this weird throwback thing to it. I'm <laughs> going to admit that I'm kind of excited about Wyoming versus Illinois. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, you know I have a thing for Wyoming. but you going to tape that game? It's an hour before ours. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I don't know, a tape. Pull it up on demand. Art. On demand it. You would have loved the one guy at the ACC kickoff with the radio voice is still there. Oh, is he? Bob Holiday with Yeah. And he had funny questions. He would say, you guys were fifth in defensive field position last year, but you only had seven turnovers. How do you get more interceptions this year? Oh, like no. That. And he did it that way? Oh, yeah. Every question. 
Want to do a W's and L's for Wyoming? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Friday, isn't it? <laughs> you turned off my mic. You turned off my mic. What's that from? You're telling me I actually... No, your mic's not turned off. Everything is dead. I can't hear anything. Well, you know what? That's when I take the wheel here. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with the final <laughs> segment of the Jeff Cameron Show right here. It's all dead uh, in my ears, kids. <laughs> and War Chant TV. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Don't forget about my friends at Orange Theory Fitness. Thinking about getting in shape, get, keeping it together. Hey, we're approaching the heavy season, so if you just want to maintain, just try to maintain and keep it together. We know how football is the heavy season indeed. Uh, Orange Theory Fitness, two locations in town, Midtown and on the north side. By the way, first class always free. Get in there. You get past that intimidation. It's all good. You'll see it's a team. Everybody works together. It's not like a contest, but you will challenge yourself and you will see progress, and it will give you more energy, or as I like to point out, more life, that's for sure. First month free with a purchase of a heart rate monitor, that's good too. There's always incentives for you to save money and ways to help out, and uh, those are two of those right there. But I would strongly suggest if you're looking for an exercise routine, something different, something that challenges you, but something that works scientifically backed, it's Orange Theory Fitness. Probables, T. Lizzie, let's get to those probables. Well, can I interrupt one, one second? There's an awesome headline, and it, it involves Mr. Ho Par Ho. That just uh, in the what? last 20 oh, minutes. Oh, awesome. It's from uh, footballscoop.com. And uh, footballscoop.com reports that the NCAA has officially accused Jeremy Pruitt and former staff members of providing cash and McDonald's bags to Tennessee recruits, but not cash in McDonald's uh, bags. Just the bags. Just the bags. You got and a bag cash. and there's some cash over here. Which one are you going to pick? <laughs> whole part, ho. Oh, my man was desperate enough, right? When you're up against it, I'll just give him the damn money in the bags. The McDonald's bags? Sure. Coach, they're still greasy. That's always fun. That was, um... <laughs> ho, part ho. He was, that was my question to him, and that was his answer, and that was the, I was looking around. I'll never forget, I looked at Chris Knee. I was like, I don't know what he said. What is ho, that? part ho. What is that? What is he talking about? That's weird. Okay, now we'll do probables. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Full slate tonight, and away we go. Cardinals, Reds, Adam Wainwright, Graham Ashcraft. 
Cubs, Phillies, Justin Steele, Kyle Gibson. Marlins, Buckos, Braxton Garrett, and Zach Thompson. Come on, Zach. Hey, didn't you win your bet last week? Two and two. Oh, no. Lost two extra inning games. No blood skis. Did you double down? I'll text the combatant after the show and say, hey. Yankees Orioles, Jamison Tyon, Tyler Wells. Ladies and gentlemen, your Baltimore Orioles are not sub-500. Pretty cool. Padres Mets, Hugh Darvish, Max Scherzer. Great game. It's a matchup of aces the last five years. That's a really good matchup. Blue Jays, Red Sox, Kevin Gossman and Nathan Avaldi. we got the Angels and the Braves. Shohei Atani and Charlie Morton. Martin! Rays Royals, Drew Rasmussen and Brad Keller. Guardians, White Sox, TBD, Lucas Giolito. Rockies Brewers, Antonio Cincitella and Corbin Burns. We've got the Nationals and the D-backs, Patrick Corbin and Zach Gallant. Rangers A's, Spencer Howard, Cole Irvin. Astros, Mariners, Jose Urquidy and Marco Gonzalez. And finally, Giants-Dodgers rivalry. Hopefully nobody gets killed. It seems like it happens every time these two teams meet. Somebody in the stands gets punched to death or stabbed in the parking lot. Not a friendly rivalry. Logan Webb, Tyler Anderson. That is a look at those that shall out of the book. You weren't here, Tom, but I brought it up yesterday. You know how close we are to Big Daddy J and wagering being a thing again? Here we go. Big Daddy J's already laying down on the futures market. I'm he so, has been. I have been. I'm so excited. I am so excited about how close we are to being able to look ahead to the weekend for the big games. So many big games to choose from. Might be eight to 10 to 15 in a given weekend that we classify as big. Miss Lee Sterling, too. Get him back in the fold. Mm -hmm. Let's see. NFL future props. Herbert passing leader plus 750. Seven and a half on the leader? Mm. The only problem is that offense. They don't have a new coordinator, so that would be your limiting factor. Still a decent bet, though. What do you like about this? Future prop, Colts to win the AFC South, minus 110. That's it? That's it. That's basically a straight bet. Yeah. You make that bet. I am going to make that bet. Win totals, Raiders, eight and a half. Unless they're matched up with ridiculous divisions beyond their own, that's an over. Get them at an under plus 100. So something to look at there. The Bears under 6.5 is minus 150. I think it's an under on the Bears. I think they suck. It's probably true, yeah. Yeah. Steelers, how about this? 7.5. Who's fighting for their job again? I always get it wrong. Well, is it Trubisky? Well, yeah, I mean, they, they don't, yes. they're fight, It's it's who's going to play quarterback, right? I mean, Yeesh. I'm going to go under. I don't think they're very good. Yeah, like Najee Harris might rack up 1,500 all-purpose yards and they still hit the under. Comeback player of the year, you can get Christian McCaffrey at 16-1. to 1. That's a great bet. Sprinkle some pizza money on 16-1, to 1, buddy. Football media will be happy to vote for that guy for any reason. But um, so, he's yeah. also good, so... Yeah. I mean, if he's healthy, that's a giant if. But if he's healthy for a season, he'll put up big numbers. But even if he's not deserving and he's top three, the football get, media at 16 to 1. Bonus, you get yeah. an added bonus, but I'm just saying if he is healthy, he'll put up numbers because he's good, and that would be a number, man. That's 16 to 1. Hell yeah. Something to think about. But these are the little pearls that we throw out there before we actually have the games. 
the games. Harbaugh cares deeply pretty soon. Oh, doesn't he? Oh, doesn't he? Come on. Let's get to that preseason football. I once thought it to be absurd, the idea of betting on preseason football. Now it's an ATM. You're a fool if you don't bet on preseason football. Here you go. That's that's the truth. A fool. Easy money, especially when it comes to the Ravens. (laughs) Here, email inbox by the end of this month. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Only do it if you got the stomach for it. Only do it if you got the ability. By the stomach, you mean wallet for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just be smart. Otherwise, run for the hills and ignore me completely. Good work out of you. Good work. Director Matthew, be well, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. 